for the third time today because our recording shit won't work. Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame, the show where we talk about movies that aren't talked about enough. I'm your host, Jason Sellers, and on this episode, we will be discussing the 2003 film Terminator 3, The Rise of the Machines, as well as playing a round of the review game. But first... Let me introduce the person most likely to dog medication, Donnie Nelson. To 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 dog medication? Did I miss a yep. word in there? Okay. Nope. I do I do dog medicate, yes. You know, some you people do. self-medicate, I dog medicate. That's just a that's just a joke for Donnie and I, because every time I've read the intro, I've left I've taken another word out of that sentence. <laughs> and uh, so now it just says dog medication. Podcasting jokes for podcasts. <laughs> Hooray! Donnie, what's the worst the thing that you time. saw this week? Uh, for the yeah, for the third time, tell me about the worst thing that you've seen this week. And we'll see if me talking about this movie eats the podcast again. Um, so the worst thing I watched this week was Alita Battle Angel. Alita, ba- Alita Battle Angel, not a good film. Um... There are parts that I liked. I think the visual effects are good. Uh, the cast is is it was good casting. Nothing really brought out of the cast, and even going into it being a lover of manga or anime, still not really getting out of what I want to get out of it. So it almost really satisfies nobody except for people who just want to see every Robert Rodriguez film that they can or they need to <laughs> and all right yeah go ahead no go ahead i was about to say did we, the podcast stop again for some reason it it did not okay good we're in we're in post alita territory here folks um so i mean honestly it, i don't think i've recommended people skip a robert Rod- rodriguez movie like ever but mm-hmm. I would say you don't have to watch this. I was really excited for it, and I was let down. All right, so this is fascinating because you're saying that this was a movie made for no one, and yet Caitlin and I both loved this movie. You loved it? <laughs> I Why loved that? it. Why is that? I am... I'm comfortable saying that. And now, maybe the reason why is the reason that you didn't like it is because you had such high expectations, whereas I had little to no expectations. Okay. Um. No, I don't know. And and to be fair, I don't know anything about the source material. Um, I've read the first few like stories because I have the first volume that I've read through uh, a little bit. The only thing that I know is that you told me in the in the manga everybody's eyes look like that. Yeah, I mean, like she's not the only like anime eyed girl, you know. Yeah. Uh. So. I'm trying okay cuz it's been a while since I've seen it. I I I would say that Caitlin definitely loved it. I'm I would probably say that once I I cooled on it a little bit. I I still really really liked it. I I wouldn't say that I loved it though. Uh I don't think it would hold up quite as much on a second watch, but I did I did still really really like it. Um and I mean don't get me wrong. There's a lot of issues. It blows through like five movies worth of material in one movie. <laughs> um which really sucks because, you know, that they don't need to blow through things as fast as they do. 
But I don't know. I thought a lot of the characters were really interesting. Um, unlike you, I actually liked a lot of the performances. I really liked watching Christoph Waltz run around with his giant rocket hammer. Um, and I thought that a lot of the visuals were really cool. Um, I was just I was mostly just bummed because a, I don't know. Like you, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of most of what Robert Rodriguez does. And I was just kind of bummed that this did not in any way, shape, or, f- or form feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie. But, yeah, no, I liked it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a movie that I would uh, seek to own. Um, and yeah. I could probably, I don't have to watch it ever again. I'm glad I did watch it. I think yeah. uh, my expectations of... Um, Honestly, I think it's just Speed Racer. I think Speed Racer is the thing that that's pretty much the standard for like anime live action adaptations, and that's a uh, uh, it's a very specific taste. And this this movie uh, it it kind of went there a few times, but not enough for it to be. It played it really straight, which I I feel like they could have gone in weirder directions, but then they just kind of didn't. And I feel like that just furthers my point. This is a this is an anime movie made for non anime fans because nobody. Well, because I I hated Speed Racer, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and frequently mention it as one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. Also true. So, all mm-hmm. right. Well, I'm glad we got that discussion out of the way. Good. <laughs> for the third time. Yes. All right, moving on to new territory for the first time. The worst thing that I saw this week was a movie on Netflix that kept getting recommended to me called 13 Sins. Have you heard of it? Uh, I can't. I think I've probably seen it with quote-unquote okay. seen it. Uh, while I've been uh, flipping through the selections on there, but like, gotcha. never something that I started. So, it's for anybody out there who's ever heard of Cheap Thrills, which is a phenomenal black comedy, dark comedy, just really, really funny and really, really nasty and mean spirited. Um, and a movie that I absolutely love that we should totally do for the podcast. This is basically just a shittier version of that. <laughs> um, and, and Cheap Thrills is a movie about uh, two friends who meet a rich couple who start paying them to, to either mutilate themselves or engage in competition with each other. And it's really great. And this is just the competition side. It's about a guy who gets a phone call and he's kind of down on his luck and they, they, give him, they tell him he has to do 13 challenges... And then he gets, I don't know, I, th- I think it's like $6 million or something like that at the end of the day. And so for every, and the challenges just get progressively tougher and more um, uncomfortable as he goes throughout. And I don't know, it's just not that interesting. Um, nothing really happens that's that you haven't seen in another movie. The only kind of cool part is that there's a there's a twist at the end um, that's kind of fun, and then the the movie kind of just spoils it 
I don't know, right after that. <laughs> so it, it doesn't even end on a cool note. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was bad. You should not watch it. Nobody should watch it. Unless you, you watched Deep Thrills and you were like, man, I wish that there wasn't interesting characters. I wish that there wasn't these interesting relationships. I wish that it didn't have this commentary on the economy and politics. And I just want to see people do fucked up shit for little to no money. Heck then yes, you should brother. probably watch it. <laughs> right. You should also probably go see a doctor. Yes, you need medical help. <laughs> Psychological. So that was... So that was the worst thing that I watched this week. Actually, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to spoil the ending. Um, just because I, I want you to know that there's one cool moment in this movie. And at the end of the movie, the guy who's doing the challenge is told he has to kill a family member to get the last... To win the game, basically. Mm-hmm. And he runs into his verbally abusive dad. And his dad reveals that he played the game... And that's how he got all his money, and then he blew through it all, and now he's an old miserable man. And his son is like, so what, you're not even going to try to stop me? And his dad's like, no, I know I can't stop you. Or I can't stop you from killing me, but I can stop you from winning the game. And then he just slits his own throat. Oh <laughs> which is fucked up as it is. I thought that was kind of a cool twist. That's funny. Uh yeah right but then after that his brother shows up his mentally disabled brother shows up and then they fight to the death and it's fucking idiotic so that's more time that's more time than anyone's ever needed to spend talking about 13 cents so let's move on donnie what's the best thing that you saw this week the best thing i saw this week uh i'm i'm gonna shock you um Mm -hmm. it's a james bond film can you guess which james bond film uh, is it Spectre? No. View to a kill. I did watch a little bit of that. And, uh, Christopher Walken is the bad guy in that movie. And I, I caught the last, like, 20 minutes. Pretty good. I did good. miss, uh, Dolph Lundgren. He is supposed to be in that film, and I did not see him. So he must be in, like, the earlier half of that. But no, not that James Bond film. One more guess. Uh, Oh. Well, I actually I think I know the answer because I saw your your Twitter post. Okay. Uh, so, but my original guess was going to be Die Another Day. Right, which I I will not watch. <laughs> that is not a good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, the worst of the Pierce Brosnan movies for sure. Um, but no, I'm talking about the best of the Pierce Brosnan films, which is the first one, which is Goldeneye, and Goldeneye. I would say, being a child of the 90s, growing up in the 90s, one would think that I only like Goldeneye because I, I love the N64 game, but that is not the case. Uh, Goldeneye, the film itself, I think maybe holds up as the best casting, probably just like the best pacing and editing. I I think I really like the music in it. Like, I love all the actors that are in that movie. Like, it may be... And, like, it has, like, some of the best practical stunts. Like, especially mm-hmm. with James Bond going down a street in, like, a tank. And, like, that being all practical of, like, him destroying cars as he's going down the street with a tank. 
yeah. and and like crashing into buildings and everything like that. It's just it maybe is like I was thinking about it and like oh it's definitely like a Daniel Craig movie or a Timothy Dalton film, but I think Goldeneye is probably my favorite 007 movie. Uh, really? Yeah, it's it because like you have uh, Pierce Brosnan who I think is actually maybe the best James Bond if you're talking about kind of like uh, striking a balance between being like this cold-hearted killer and and someone who can just like throw out the quips uh, every two seconds. I feel like he he he's able to like keep a straight face or you know make it believable that he would say something like that. Whenever he says something like inappropriate, um, but uh, like I like the action. Uh, you know, Sean Bean is the villain, which I think he does a really good job. Uh, I think like I think it was firing on all cylinders. I think because uh, the last Tim- Timothy Dalton one, which is I think his license to kill was 1989. Goldeneye came out in 1995. And I think they had a really long time to figure out what they should do with Bond next. And I think they, yeah. I think they, uh, I think, I don't know if that time really factored into it, but they really made the most of uh, what they could do with Bond coming back with a new actor. And Goldeneye is, it's, it's a movie that I will watch every time it's on. And I think I'm probably going to buy it sometime soon because I didn't realize how much I loved it until I just watched it recently. But I would say that people should uh, definitely watch that one if they're watching any of the Pierce Brosnan ones because it's just really good. And then they just get progressively worse from there. (laughs) Die Another Day being maybe one of the worst movies. (laughs) Uh, Maybe in general, just not even James Bond films. Although I hate Roger Moore, so... Die Another Day is going to be better than any Roger Moore movie. Yeah, I hear he's the worst. We should do some James Bond movies because I have not seen enough. <laughs> but but if you're if we're talking about like, uh, like you you guess Spectre at the beginning, I would say that I like Spectre for pretty much the same reasons I love Goldeneye, is because yeah. it it there's there's a good cast. I think the pacing, even though that's a super long movie, is still pretty good, and there's a lot of really good practical effects, and I think mm-hmm. all the jokes land really well, and I just think it, it's just, like, it's it's more of a romp. It's not, like, as serious as, like, Casino Royale. I think, like, yeah. the, it's, it's uh, Daniel Craig, like, scooting back into, like, like, old Bond territory, which I think is really, I don't know, I think tickled me. Mm-hmm. So, but that's 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 all I have to say about James Bond at the moment. <laughs> all right. Moment. Well, well, I think we should do some James Bond movies sometimes. Let's just do them in order. Maybe. Be uh, maybe. All right. I was thinking about well, going most recent to the to the past. I'd be down with that too. I've only seen the Daniel Craig ones, and I haven't even seen all of those. And then I've seen some of the Pierce Brosnan ones, and then I've seen the Man with the Golden Gun, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that that checks out. I haven't seen any of the Sean Connery ones, which everybody tells me are the best ones. Uh, I think Sean uh, Connery is overrated. 
All right. <laughs> they might as well. Um, you know what? In ex- League, of ex- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he might as well should have just been playing James Bond. And as far as I know, <laughs> he probably is. All right. Okay. I got to go see uh, The Lighthouse, which, uh, as I told you, Donnie, you would probably be upset at uh, what the the best thing I saw this week is, just out of pure jealousy and rage. I can't hear you talking, so I I assume that you've melted. I hate you. (laughs) All right, so I got to go see The Lighthouse. Um which is the follow-up, well, not follow-up movie, but the, the second film by the director of The Witch, a movie that I know both Donnie and myself oh. and the real-life Jace absolutely loved, and we all got to see it together in theaters, yep. and we were both fucking terrified. Yeah. Robert so, Eggers. Yep. <laughs> Man, that guy can make a fucking movie. Yeah, and this is um, his sophomore effort, so, you know, they always say it's a sophomore slump, but it sounds like he didn't have a slump. It is, and I just want to give a quick shout out that I also saw, uh, I think his name is Bong Joon-ho's, or Bong Joon-ho, I believe is his name, yeah. uh, the guy that did the guy that did Snowpiercer. Um, I also saw his movie Parasite this week, mm. which I also really, really loved. So, this was a really tough choice, and I'm going with The Lighthouse, and I'm not going to get into a lot of it, because I don't want to spoil anything. But Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, great. The general story, great. The If you were a fan of how The Witch was written, like the fact that they used very, um, from that time period, dialogue from that time period, that was probably my favorite thing about The Lighthouse, was just the way that it was written. Um, they use a lot of uh, lighthouse keeper lingo. They don't really bother to explain anything, <laughs> which I loved. Um, and they also just speak in a manner that's very, uh, you know, relevant to that time period. And oh, it's it's beautiful. I I just I cannot sing this movie's praises high enough. And I don't know. I I think that it, it might have just slipped into my my top three favorite films of the year so far. But I'm I gotta sit on a little bit longer. I I also as soon as it ended, I was like, I want to watch this again. <laughs> so I really really liked it. Cool. And that gives me hope. I, I don't want to spoil anything else, so I'm just gonna stop talking about it. And uh, let's start talking about Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. The most horrifying film. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's no goats in this, but... Nah, that you know of. That's true, there might be a goat in They the, did go that. to... The, the, yeah, there's... <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> if you look closely, Black Phillip is in the back of this shot. <laughs> Alright, so, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. Uh, I had never watched this movie until now. Oh, really? Um, yep, nope, never watched it. I watched the first 15 minutes once, and then they took it off Voodoo, and I didn't feel like trying to track it down, so I stopped trying. Okay. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd never seen this before. I, I felt like I kind of got the gist out of all that I needed from the title. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we're going to beat you over the head with what this is. Yep. Um, I also the ending. <laughs> yeah, right? I also just want to say that, like, I am a huge, huge fan of Judgment Day. I am sure that you are, too. 
Um, I I respect Judgment Day. I don't know if I like it as much as you do. Okay, but I, I for me, Terminator Two is one of those movies that is just fucking perfect. Like they they I I, I know that you like Genesis. I wish that they would have just stopped after that because it's it's perfect. They don't need to make another Terminator movie. Well, the, uh, the funny thing is they call this one Rise of the Machines, but. Like they, I almost feel like they're like, "Wow, we should have saved the title Judgment Day for this one," because <laughs> like, it's, it's actually, yeah, it's because it, I, I was thinking of jokes because I love to make jokes on the podcast, Jason. But also, I was just like, "What do you call this if you don't call it Rise of the Machines, which is the most horrible generic title ever? You just call it like, like Terminator Three, Judgmenter Day, even Judgment Here." <laughs> Like Judgment Dayer, or the real Judgment Day, or ooh, you wait, can't wait, wait, get I got more one. Judgment Day than this. <laughs> I got one. All right, uh, uh, Judgment Day harder. That's terrible. I respect <laughs> it. Still a better title than Rise of the Machines. <laughs> All right. So there's a couple of things in this movie that I wanted to bring up. Okay. That made me laugh. Made me laugh really hard. I have exactly one of twenty-three. The- <laughs> exactly 23 no, I'm kidding. okay uh one of the things that made me so there, there were two that made me laugh really hard uh just because they felt like such early 2000s late 90s references one of them is when and i'm still not 100 percent sure what happens in this scene but when the it's the tx right that's what it's called the tx or the terminatrix as they like to call her all right, all right. So the TX um, gets a phone and calls someone. No, she's accessing a computer from over the uh, over phone. Yes, and but she doesn't like put anything into the phone. She just opens her mouth and makes dial-up yeah. noises. <laughs> it's good time. I laughed out loud at that because I forgot that happened. I did too, and it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that's first of all, that's not how that works. <laughs> no, there. This this was definitely a movie made by people who like are not oh. completely sure about how technology works. Yeah, right. So, so that leads me to one of my questions, which is, was so later they they refer to the virus. So was. Is that the virus that they were talking about? Because uh, they also made it sound like the virus was Skynet. Uh, it's it's not it's not the thing because she's communicating with a computer that's giving her access to um, where uh, John Connor's future generals are, and that's why she goes mm-hmm. around and starts uh, murdering all those people. Um, yeah. and I think that's I know the only that. thing she does. Okay. With that, because, because the the Skynet of that period is already like, it's it's planting the seeds as the virus, so yeah. that it gets so widespread that they have no choice but to start actual Skynet that that like, you know, actually takes over fully. Like no, can, no, I I I understand all that. I just I was I I mostly was just wondering because they show that scene and then the, the like the very next scene they show is what's his bucket going oh my god there's uh 
there's a there's a there's a virus running everywhere. What are we gonna do? I mean, that's possible and, too because because uh, Skynet wouldn't have been turned on without like an outside source. And I don't know why well, Skynet would be able to, you know, do. But stuff that also would have if it wasn't activated. That also would have created a huge paradox. So, I I think the idea that Skynet itself created the virus to what? give yes. Are you talking about about paradoxes in a movie franchise that deals with time (laughs) travel, like, not especially well ever? (laughs) I know, right? They closed the Um, loop in T2, Jason. Yeah, I know. None of these movies need to exist. So, the other other thing that I thought was such a 90s, like, late 90s, early 2000s joke that... When they did it, I, and it's actually, I'm pretty sure this is the same scene. Um, I got really mad, and I, I, I yelled, fuck you, at my, my screen. <laughs> and, and then I started laughing, because I was like, wow, I'm way too upset about this. But the joke where, or it's supposed to be a joke, where the TX gets pulled over by a cop, and then sees a billboard of a girl with in a bra, and it's like, what's her secret? And then she makes her boobs get bigger. And I guess that's the joke, is that she's able to make her boobs bigger. <laughs> yeah. And and that just seemed like such a early 2000s, late 90s thing. Like, ooh, we've got this robot, and it's like the most advanced robot ever. It can do anything. And then the producers are like, yeah, but can it make its tits bigger? And they're like, uh, yeah, but I don't know why it would have to do that. And then they're like, yeah. make it make its tits biggers! <laughs> because the hilarious thing is like she notices that she does that and then she doesn't use it <laughs> no she, no she's she like promptly... i like your gun and then he's like yep. what and then he and then he he dies because she murders yeah it's him. yeah you don't see it but you yeah don't see he's, it. he's dead he's dead it literally had no impact on anything no not at all there, in fact, there was a lot of stuff in this movie that felt like it was just a bunch of notes taped together. Um, oh, yeah. And, so I don't know. I, no, don't get me wrong. I don't want to shit all over this movie because there were actually parts of it that I quite enjoyed. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to get those two things out of the way right away. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they made me laugh so hard. The other question, or big question that I have, and maybe they explained this and I just missed it, but is there a notable difference between the TX and the T-1000? Uh, well, so the, the T-1000, T-1000 being the Terminator from the from Judgment Day? Yeah, Robert Patrick. Um, so in, I mean, the T-1000 is completely liquid metal. Um, yes. And then the TX is... It's a, it's like a titanium uh, exoskeleton with, uh, with the liquid metal uh, encasing her. So and that's how okay. she's able to travel, because that's how that's how the T one thousand was able to travel because it was like liquid metal, I guess, um, that could imitate flesh. So because that was the whole thing with like time travel is that they needed yeah. to have, it needed to be like human to some extent, like it flesh could go back but not like metal i don't know we're getting into the weeds here already but uh (laughs) that's the difference is that uh he is all liquid and then she is like 
like a new titanium exoskeleton, like a skeleton, metal skeleton with the liquid metal around her. All right. <laughs> so it lets her change her image, but she still has, you know, the skeleton. Yeah, but but the T one thousand could do that. The T one thousand could do that. Well, they make right. they make more use of that concept about like an ex like a skeleton metal skeleton and a liquid uh, outer casing mm-hmm. in the new film, but this yeah. one it just seems kind of like oh we did we did Arnold we did Robert Patrick now I guess we're doing both at the same time for no good reason. All right, you know what I mean? Because they <laughs> didn't good. have it, they didn't have a better idea of like like a new Terminator, so that's what they did. So, let's talk about the actual movie, um, and not nah, just these nit- I'm good. nitpicky things. <laughs> what? Um, did you? So this was this was one that you wanted to do. Um, are you a fan of this movie? Uh, after seeing it again, well, like I was indifferent towards it. I was like, oh, it's you know, people shit on it a lot, and it's not like particularly good, but like I think people give it uh, way too much crap. Yeah, uh, and I think mostly. It's a, it's middle of the road. I wouldn't say it's the worst because there's some like there's a good story and a good script in there, mm-hmm. but there's just like every time it, like they're on a roll with something a little bit more serious in the movie or they're touching on bigger themes, not bigger themes, but like actually being a movie with characters that are, there's a through line. Yeah. All of a sudden, like every like few scenes, there's just like a really bad out of place like bad taste joke. And then you have to, like... Talk to the hand. Yeah. And you have to, like, kind of, like, divorce yourself from that, like, as mu- as far... Like, as quick as possible, because you want to try to pay attention to an actual story that's happening in the movie. But it's mm-hmm. so hard to do so. So, I would say the movie itself distracts from the movie, and I think that's the biggest <laughs> problem with it. So, yeah. I would say it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's like a TV movie, like, if it's on TV... Like it's fun to just watch it scene to scene, but mm-hmm. if if I were to recommend this as like like a cohesive like completely tonally consistent film, like the first two movies did that so much better than mm-hmm. this one because there's no reason for the Terminator to make any jokes in this movie. <laughs> there's not because he's not the T two from 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 two. Uh, nope. Or he's not the he's not the T one hundred and one from T two, so he wasn't programmed to be that way. And then when this one was sent back, he wasn't programmed before he came back to do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's not it doesn't really make much sense. Although we get some cool action sequence out, sequences out of it. Yeah, that's one of the things that I was going to say this movie really has going for it, is that a lot of the action stuff is really fun to watch. Most notably the, like, 20-minute long car chase. Yeah, where Um, there's just, like, practical effects. Sometimes I look at some of those uh, practical effects car chases, I was like, who can afford this? How much did they wreck? (laughs) You know, like, that's why they do CG so much nowadays, because you don't have to be, like, set mm-hmm. up like a whole block of like building over top of structures so that you can demolish stuff that looks like it's been there for you know like 10 years or so um yeah 
and like like where did they get all these cars this seems very expensive like uh but like it it makes a difference it's really cool it does because there and don't get me wrong i mean there there are definite cgi bits to the action sequences that you can notice um and it does show but i don't think that it shows quite enough that it totally pulls you out of like what you're watching because the practical effects are so much fun to watch yes so it's got that going for it i i i don't know i think my biggest issue with this movie is i don't really feel like it justifies its own existence in the sense that i don't know it's kind of like what i said at the beginning of the show i mean we know what happens here right like to, it's to called an rise extent. Yes. Rise of the it's called Rise of the Machines. We know the machines are going to rise, but then the really stupid part is that they don't rise until the end of the movie. It's true. And and for me, for me the strongest pe- like the the part of the movie that I was that got me like, "Oh man, this is actually kind of interesting." is when they is when they go to when they show up to the base and realize that the T800 was just sending them somewhere to be safe. Or or that they realized that, and then it's not even that they were just being sent there to be safe. It's a command center, so he was being sent there to um, essentially just become John Connor. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really cool moment, and then it just ends. <laughs> and I was really disappointed because like that seemed like a really cool spot to, to really start the movie with, oh, how does this kid who's taking dog medication and kind of just a hobo become a uh you know resistance leader mm-hmm. which is i mean which uh i mean this film does lead like almost directly into salvation to a certain extent like he's older but um yeah. but in in that case it's kind of interesting to see and i i think like philosophically i like the idea of it like they're still trying to it this is a normal they're trying to redo the stuff that they did in T2 but it has yep. a downer ending instead of a hopeful ending like oh there was no way that you're going to avoid this you're just going to postpone it um yeah and uh that's i think maybe when i first saw it i think that's the thing that kind of like like messed me up the most uh because the yeah. first two movies have they have uh, like upbeat endings, mm-hmm. and then the third one is just like a downer at the end. Um, and 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 it sucks because that's like, I know that it's a it's a downer ending, but like I don't know. To me, it wasn't. I th- I really liked that idea that like it because w- it was so interesting, and the idea that like oh his you know the T eight hundred's mission wasn't really to protect John Connor. It was to get him to the spot where he can. Where he can John Connor the hardest, he can <laughs> and, and where he can save the most lives, and I was just really bummed because, and, and you're right, like that is a super interesting idea, you know, like the fact that you can't cancel Judgment Day, Skynet is gonna come and it's gonna show up no matter what. There's nothing we can do about it, um, so you might as well just take it on. Like that that seems that seems like such a better movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and I'm really really sad that we did not get that, um, except for the last five minutes of the movie. Right. I I feel like 
this is weird because I I feel like defending this movie in that aspect because I don't really think I think that's a good ending and I think that's what they were obviously that's what they did they weren't planning on mm-hmm. doing it I don't think it, it's something that could have happened like I don't know there's not much you can do like if you did it like halfway or an hour into the movie yeah I think it's a I think it's it's a it's a movie ending when when you talk about like all the bombs dropping yeah uh, cuz I don't know where you go from there well I mean originally they had a uh they were going to do a sequel directly to this and then they never did and then that turned into Terminator Salvation which I totally shit on um on the pap- or on the Facebook page and apparently a lot of people like that movie which is fine it's fine so yeah I don't know I what did you think of uh, Nick Stahl as John Connor now that we've had what four of them <laughs> yeah okay so we got uh, no John well there's the dude I think there's just like a dude who's uh, maybe there for a second as John Connor and like I think T1 and T2 um, yeah, he doesn't really count. <laughs> no. Uh, well, John Connor as Edward Furlong. Uh, yep. Annoying kid, but annoying kid for a reason, I suppose. It was the 90s. Yep. Um, uh, they pretty, <laughs> James Cameron's uh, don't think about it too hard, just go with it philosophy of uh, acting in that movie. Um, and then uh, Nick Stahl is adequate <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think when when you like match him up to like wow Christian Bale is John Connor I think it starts to lose he starts to lose out a little bit more and I would even say um, Genesis I think you have a better John Connor there in I think not is it Jason Isaacs that's I don't think that's right I believe you know what? I think I know his name, but I feel like I'm gonna fuck it up. So just give me a second, and I will look it up, okay. and I will tell you. But he is a gentleman so just... who's also in uh, the second Planet of the Apes film, the the newer ones. Um, he plays the father in that movie, um, and he's been in like he's been in quite a few. J- Jason Clark. His name is Jason Clark, and he's one of my favorite actors. He just is in a lot of really bad shit. Uh huh. And he plays John Connor in Terminator Genesis, and we might get there someday, Jason. Not today, but I have things to say about Genesis that I think I a lot of people don't want to don't want to hear. That it might be the best Terminator movie ever. No, <laughs> I can't even go that far and say that as a joke. But good, I do really like that movie for maybe the complete opposite intentions of the filmmakers. <laughs> yeah that's a movie and then of course uh, <laughs> sp- I'm not going to say spoilers but Edward Furlong is in Dark Fate that's so. not a spoiler they were pretty outspoken about that yeah so um, but yeah no I don't know I mean <sighs> 
it's just frustrating because like Jason Clark, great actor. Christian Bale, great actor. Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, not great movies. <laughs> and I, now, to be fair, I have not seen Terminator Genesis, but I have seen Terminator Salvation, and I think my biggest frustration is that I don't feel like Christian Bale is given really anything to do. No, except for yell, pretty much, from what I remember. Yell, he yells and he talks in a very slow, inspiring My name voice. is John Connor. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, you know there there is one thing that I I do I will give this movie a lot of credit for because it is a mistake that a lot of fucking movies make, and that is and it's such a a simple quick scene, but when when the T eight hundred first shows up and kidnaps John, and John is like, don't you remember me when we did, um I'll be back and all that stuff. And the Terminator's like, no, I'm a different Terminator. And John is just like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know about you, but like one of my biggest pet peeves is when, like the char- like you know that the character, when you know that it's not the same character, and the character has to know that it's not the same character since the other Terminator died in front of it or mm-hmm. in front of him, like. And he's and they sit there and try to like convince you like what no you're not the same one oh my god what's happening and I was really really happy that in this one John Connor was just like okay I don't know I think that evens out with him what he says right before it where he's like mm-hmm. where you know the the new uh, T T eight hundred like walks up to him and John Connor just goes. Are you here to kill me? <laughs> like, I think he would have tried to kill that's, you at this point if he was going to kill you. That's pretty great, too. That's true. <laughs> uh, man, parts of this movie are, are, are pretty good, and parts of this movie are really fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I honestly, uh, I want to say this has a lot to do with probably the studio's expectations and a director yeah. who maybe didn't have as much control. Uh, unless he did have control and this is exactly what he wanted to do, then uh, I don't know. No, I I mean, they started working on this immediately after uh, Terminator 2. Um, And so I think you've got two things. I think you've got... Because originally, James Cameron wanted to do um, the third Terminator movie... And he wanted to bring Linda Hamilton back. And oh, you mean Terminator Dark Fate? <laughs> Shut up. Um, and then the studio was like, "We don't want to. We don't want to do this movie." And then it turned into this big thing where it was like, "Who owns the rights to the Terminator movies?" Um, because Fox. Um, owns the rights but then at the same time they're shared by another company and so it just got into this huge thing and then Arnold Schwarzenegger I guess talked to James Cameron and was like hey we should just buy the rights to Terminator make our own fucking movie and they decided not to do that and uh so so then it got an even bigger deal because 
James Cameron was doing Titanic and that went over budget and was like a big deal. Um, and so then they didn't want to, they, they really wanted to limit James Cameron. So that was when he officially left the project. Um, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger threatened to not come back if they didn't have James Cameron. And I don't know, all this, all of this happened over the course of, I don't know what, 12 years. Yeah, there was a big, T- that's a big chunk of time. It is. So you've got the original idea that James Cameron came up with, and then you've got the these two different studios fighting over it. So you're going to have, let's be real, I mean, one studio is going to say one thing, and then the other studio is just going to say the opposite thing just because. Um, so you've got that element of it, and then you've got um, <clears throat> James Cameron's original script, and I just want to take a look real quick. So then you've got the filmmaker who hasn't done a whole lot um, that's really worth noting. But you've got all this stuff <laughs> happening. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, they also brought in, I, I, I believe they brought in new screenwriters, um, and they were the ones that wrote, they were also the ones that wrote Salvation, um, which is not great in my opinion. Sorry, Thompson and Hannah. Come on the <laughs> but, episode, talk about it, defend yourselves. Argue with us. Argue with um, us, yes. Yeah, no, I don't know. It was, it's, it's just a lot of shit. And honestly, I'm surprised this movie is as is, as good as it is. Which, I just want to be clear, like, I don't love this movie. I would say out of, between this and Salvation, I definitely liked this a lot more. Um, mostly because of the action sequences. Um... And it like the cast was actually doing stuff. Weird. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't think that it. Sh- I don't think that it can be placed like the blame can be placed on any one person. But no, the... because I honestly, besides some questionable decisions by Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, <laughs> especially the end where he shuts himself down. That is maybe one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Um, the expression he's yeah. making. Um, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, is this like the first cut they did? Is this the first take? Yeah. Because this, this is bad. Um, but like Nick Stahl, I think like does everything he can with it. I think he, he does uh, he does good work with the stuff he's given. And I think Claire Danes does the same thing. I think like there's, I mean, like, the the acting all around. I don't, I don't think is well, and maybe in uh, the the gal who played the Terminatrix, the TX, uh, she, uh, I think she was put in a bad spot. I think she was miscast. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, like direction wise, 
a little weird um, action just fine even really good in some parts mm-hmm. but I mean whoever was trying to punch up that script with jokes should have just uh, <laughs> called it a day agreed I yeah no I think that uh, I think we can safely wrap up this discussion saying that you know there's there's parts of this movie that are decent and that are fun to watch mm-hmm. but that most of it doesn't quite work no a solid B minus in my book. <laughs> Alright. So, I don't know. I, I, I would say that if you are just like, I need a Terminator fix, then I guess watch this. If you don't want to rewatch uh, uh, Judgment Day. Yeah, or if you but, don't want to dig into that TV series that they made. Um, yeah, I never watched that. Me neither. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, I think we can stop talking about this and get into... I've got some reviews to read to you. Cool. So Is the answer Terminator? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read Donnie some reviews about some movies, and it's because I think they're funny, and he is going to guess what they are. So, first one. Um, it's got three, so it's it's... Carlos gave this movie 5 out of 5 stars and said really good movie, so thankful for everything I have in this life uh, Vivica gave this Vivica Y, sorry, gave this movie half a star out of 5 stars and said, as usual slavery romanticized uh, and then Harry okay. <laughs> I know, I don't know what that means and then Harriet J said this movie is uplifting for every one of, and then in all caps, God's creation. Not creations, creation. Okay. So, do you have any idea what the movie is? Is it... Is it, is it playing with fire? It is Harriet. Oh, the Harriet Tubman movie? Yep. I saw the trailer for that the other day, and I thought it was like an SNL skit, and then I realized it was an actual <laughs> it was an actual trailer for a movie. <laughs> That's funny. Alright, so this next one uh, has also got three. So the first review is by Cinematique, I think, and they gave it two and a half out of five stars and said... Amazing German aesthetics doesn't tell much of the backstory about why Jews were disliked. <laughs> uh, Jill C gave this movie four out of five stars and said, no bad, very different, but liked it. And then Angela gave it four out of five stars and said it was weird, but got the message. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, that isn't, is it Jojo Rabbit? It is. Right on. Wow. I can't believe I got that. You did. Wait, what was that first review again? Uh, So it was two and a half out of five stars, and it was Amazing German Aesthetics doesn't tell much of the backstory about why Jews were disliked. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I guess, okay. 
I mean, I haven't seen it, so I guess I can't say anything, right? Yep. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but I am very looking forward to it. All right. Uh, so we've got one more, and then we are going to get into uh, a crazy, I don't know, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're down. gonna dig a little deeper into one of these these people <laughs> who do these reviews. Okay, so this movie, three reviews. Russell H, one out of five stars. It boom eek junk rip people off ten ten dollar dollar. Okay. <laughs> Raylene D. One out of five stars. So boring. Almost no reference to The Shining. Not scary at all. Cheesy how they name the little girl who shines Abra as an abracadabra like you needed clarification. Trash. And way too long. Two and a half hours of total shiz. And I know that one kind of gives it away, but... No. This, ne this next one's really good. And it is uh, by... Oh man, I don't know how to say this. Curve, Curvenuta. Let's just say that Curvenuta C, four out of five stars, and then in all bold, wasn't as scary as I thought. <sighs> all right, so you know what movie it is. Okay, I really gotta put on my thinking cap for this one. <laughs> um, it's it's there. I mean, there's no other movie it could be, right? And it's it's Arctic Dogs, right? It is. It's Arctic Dogs. It's Arctic Dogs. <laughs> Mate, you know what? Just because for some reason, if there's another podcast out there that does the same thing that we do, I'm just gonna like uh, start writing these reviews, and I'm just gonna make like reference to a completely different film series, so that like it'll make it a lot harder <laughs> for the people to guess which movie it's for. Oh, so like when it's Doctor Sleep, you're gonna talk about Arctic Dogs? Oh yeah, because that's the joke, right? It's like, <laughs> haha! It's the it's. It's an AM, It's not even a live action, and it's supposed to be funny. I don't know if it actually is, but it was Doctor Sleep. I know that it was. I'm not. It was Doctor Sleep. Okay, just so people know. <laughs> I believe you. Okay, so we are going to get into this, and I'm going to read the first three or four reviews or five. I don't know how many I wrote down. All of and them, then we're Jason. Gonna, and then you're going to guess, and then I'm going to get into one review that uh, made me think. Alright, so uh, Anonymous gave this movie half a star out of five stars and said, This movie was straight cheeks. I'm talking booty water. Do not waste your time. What the fuck? Okay, go on. I don't know what the fuck that means. Christy S. gave this booty movie water. two and a half. <laughs> Christy S. gave this movie two and a half stars out of five and said, It was not what I expected in the worst way. If I wasn't on an inside aisle, I would have left early. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another anonymous reviewer gave this movie half a star out of five and said, What a stupid movie. Two insane men treating each other cruelly. Two hours of my life I will never get back. Don't go. Sharon M. gave this movie two out of five stars and said, I thought it was re reprocessed hipster bullshit. And then, and this is the review I was really, one of the reviews I was really excited to read to you. It's very, very short. Anonymous gave this movie one and a half stars out of five. <laughs> Would thou like to live deliciously? Then skip this movie. 
don't know. Mm, I don't. Hmm. I don't know if you're allowed to make that reference if you're saying that in a negative light. I know, right? I don't. I. Well, I don't. I. You know, I'm not one to police people's writing, and their views on things, mm-hmm. and the kind of jokes that they can make. But I'm gonna say no to that one. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I know, right? It made me laugh because it's like, oh, you're able to reference the witch, but you can't. You can't. Uh. You didn't like. You liked that, but you didn't like Arctic Dogs, which is clearly <laughs> yeah. the movie that that this was. No, uh, you know what it is. It's the lighthouse. It's the lighthouse. <laughs> honk, honk. Okay, so now we're going to get into... I, f- I read this review by this guy named Ted A. And I Ted clicked a. on his profile. Ted A. Ted A. And I clicked on his profile because I wanted to see what else he'd reviewed. And uh, Always well, a smart decision. This, <laughs> this was his review. He gave it one out of five stars and said, This has to be one of the worst movies ever made. You cannot understand what the actors are saying. You cannot see what is happening one half of the time because it was made in black and white and the lighting is so bad that everything is black and not viewable the movie is shot six inches away from the actor's face about 50 percent of the time and the film gets progressively worse my wife was so made that she went to the theater manager and wanted our money back he said that he has had many similar complaints about the film and said that he could not refund our movie but that we could go into another theater and see another film. We were so upset about this film that we declined his offer as we really did not want to see another movie at that as we were so upset with Hollywood at that moment. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was a... So that was the review. So then I clicked on his profile because I was just curious what else, uh, what else he was into. And the first, or actually no, I clicked on his profile because it wouldn't show me the whole review unless I did. So I clicked on his profile to read it, and then I noticed that he has two of the movies that are on his want to see list. Uh, one of them is called Storm Rider, and it came out in 2013. And the cover of it is just like a girl riding a horse. And I had, and so I looked it up because I was curious. And this is the plot. Ready? Okay. This is a movie that this guy wants to see. A teenage equestrian whose father was sent to jail discovers the true meaning of family after being sent to live on her uncle's ranch, where she accepts the challenge of training a spirited cult and finds unexpected romance. Uh, I I assume that the unexpected romance is with the cult. Yes, absolutely. I don't think there's any question there. Right? No, it's very clearly stated. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, and then the other I can, movie I can that... see why he wanted to see that. Right? Yeah. The other movie that jumped out at me... <laughs> That was listed on his on his bar of want to see movies is a film that you and I were talking about right before we started recording, which is the uh, uh, the the film Unplanned, which is just a propaganda anti-abortion movie. Uh-huh. Um, so that made me laugh, too. But then the other movie that's on here is The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Which, if you're familiar with at all, is a movie that Terry Gilliam has been making over the course of, like, 25 years. Yep. And 
<laughs> which he finally got made. He did, and now he can't get it released. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't know he was having that trouble, but that makes a lot of yep. sense. So that made me laugh pretty hard. So then I decided to scroll down and see what other movies this guy has reviewed. And this is a fucking goldmine. So he has reviewed three other movies other than The Lighthouse. One of them is a movie that came out this year called Arctic that I actually really want to see. Um, but have not because it hasn't been playing anywhere near me. And it's about a guy who's playing crashes in the Arctic and then he's trying to survive. And it stars Mads Mikkelsen and it's supposed to be really good and I really want to see it. Now, we're just going to skip to the other two because his review on that one's not that funny. So, I'm just going to start with the first one and then read the second one. So the first one, he reviewed The Favorite. And he gave it half a star out of five. And wrote, absolutely horrible movie. This movie is just plain, bad, lousy story, terrible directing and acting. Just a total waste of our time. Why was this movie even made? Why did someone put up the money to make such a piece of garbage? Who cares about any of these people or what these writers think went on back in these times? Save your money and time for many other much better movies out there. I mean, so that he's was absolutely one. right. Right? You know? It's not a movie that we completely gushed about last year. I know, right? Yeah. And then, and then the other one is Captain Marvel. Okay. Alright. <laughs> and he gave, I see and, a theme oh, man. here. The only, like, just the first two lines of this are gold. So, one star out of five. <laughs> what a shame. This was a chance for women to come to the forefront of filmmaking, and they bombed. <laughs> women. Alright. He's women. calling out all women. <laughs> calling all women. Calling out all women as being shitty filmmakers. Alright. Uh, poor cast, <laughs> poor casting, poor acting, poor directing, poor writing, poor editing, just a disaster. The film starts out with an ill-conceived idea that this species must wipe out another species to be happy. Just let them go to find another part of the universe to live and don't bother with them. <laughs> I think this guy needs to go to another side of the galaxy so he can I know. Uh, live in peace from people who actually like movies. From the very start, the film jumps all over the place and no one knows what or when they are talking about and it never gets any better. Really too bad, as this could have been a great movie, just like the original comic book was. Save your time and money and forget this one. <laughs> forget it. So, now, while I have to believe that that is nowhere near as good as the girl who wrote the threatening uh, My Little Pony Blade Runner review that I freaked out about <laughs> a couple years ago, um, that was still pretty good. <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, Ted A's reviews. I can't believe it, Jason. <laughs> Why are people just like willy nilly allowed to write their opinions on the internet about movies? There should be like a film course that they have to take so they can maybe understand something about film. I'm not a snob. I think everybody can enjoy film and have their opinions about stuff. But there's a line, Jason, and uh, I think this gentleman has crossed it, and I think he should be arrested 
for film critique crimes. <laughs> Agreed. I just He's don't a get felon. All right. This guy wants to see the movie Storm Rider and wants to see the movie Unplanned. Well, I think we know why he wants to see Storm Rider. <laughs> yeah, for that sweet, sweet girl on horse action. Why why does he why did he go see the lighthouse? That's the thing. That's the thing that like mystifies me the most is like why are you going to these movies that are going to piss you off? Like, are you so gullible when people say that, like, is he getting, like, recommendations for someone? Be like, oh, you should watch this. Or, like, he's online too much, and he sees that things are getting a lot of, like, good traction, and then he just can't process it after he watches it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it, it almost seems like every single movie he sees is, like, how a lot of people reacted to, like, well, honestly, The Witch and to It Comes at Night. Like, yeah. like no, like, take the movie as it is. Don't, just because uh, the marketing seemed like it lied to you and you want something super dumb, like, I don't think you should take it out on the film. Agreed. I'm getting upset. <laughs> All right, well, we could stop talking about this. I just, it just made me laugh so hard. All right, let us throw some shit at you, the listeners, that you should check out. Yes. Um, I already mentioned the... Well, first, uh, that movie Unplanned, if you want to be even more upset with mankind and you are pro-choice, then I highly recommend you go read the user reviews for that movie. Um, one of the ones that I read for Donnie was a guy who gave it five stars and was very upset that most people don't take into consideration... The pain that abortion causes men. Which I thought was pretty funny. So, <laughs> now, that <I've> gotten, <laughs> now, now that I've gotten that out of the way, uh, now, now that I got to be political for a second, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I saw the movie Parasite this week. Um, it's gotten kind of a big release, especially for a foreign language film. If you are in the situation where you can go see Parasite, I highly recommend it. It's really, really fucking good. It's definitely one of the best of the year. Um, I don't think it's my favorite Bong Joon-ho movie, but I think it might be my second favorite because it was amazing. Um, and it's just... It's an interesting story. It's I don't know where they got the idea, but I loved it. It was great. I also watched a movie this week that I really liked called 68 Kill that is directed by the guy that wrote cheap thrills um which as i'm sure you can tell i am a huge fan of and 68 kill is a movie that i'm kind of surprised kind of flew under the radar when it came out it's on netflix right now if you are if you have netflix i highly recommend check it out it's a fun genre movie um it's pretty gross but it's pretty great (laughs) Uh, the other two things that I want to throw at you, uh, I've been listening to the local Minnesota-based uh, pop group Now Now, and really digging them. So if you get the chance, they're really good. You should listen to them. The other thing I want to say, I've been playing This War of Mine, like, nonstop because I want to get all them platinum trophies, and man, that game is really fucking depressing and really fucking fun. So, that's all my recommendations. Donnie. Cool. I want to recommend a few things. Two movies and some music. Um, I get? would recommend uh, people check it out because it came out not that long ago. 
if you, like myself, are a child of... Uh, uh, most of your formative years were late 90s, early 2000s, you will be happy to know that uh, there is, uh, like, essentially a revival movie of Invader Zim called Enter the Florpus. And, man, if you liked Invader Zim, you're going to like this because it's just more Invader Zim. And it just, like... The, the just the style of humor that Invader Zim mm-hmm. is, like they they completely like they just bring it back to life. It's right there. It's almost like like the last episode happened or just aired the other day, and then they just made this movie like right after it. It's it's almost that consistent with what the series is. Um, so I you can't really, and it's only like uh it's only like an hour and 11 minutes long, so you're not wasting a whole bunch of time watching it. Um, the second thing is uh, I watched uh, Event Horizon, and that, okay. that is a movie that is fucking terrifying as a child, but then when you watch it when you're an adult, ah, it's kind of a comedy. <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> um, but it still has, like, you can still appreciate what they're going for, and Sam Neill is yeah. just uh, is just a good time. Like Lawrence Fishburne is in that movie too. Just like it's just kind of a good cast, and um, I think it's just kind of fun uh, to to watch it. It's it's more of a romp now instead of a straight up horror movie. Um, but I would check it out. I I mostly watched it because I follow Giant Bomb, and they were doing their like horror movie commentaries, and that's kind of why I watched it again. But uh, you don't have to like Giant Bomb. You can just watch the movie. It's a good time. Um, okay. And then, uh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, I didn't realize that Jimmy Eat World was, like, still making music. But, hot damn, I need to go back and listen to more Jimmy Eat World because their their new stuff that just came out is um, really good. <laughs> so I'd recommend, because uh, it's, like, their 10th studio album. It's It's... Not bad at all. <laughs> all right, rock on. I used to listen to Futures all the time. So, but that's right. that's that's what I got. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, if you have a movie that you think is pretty solidly underrated and you want to hear us talk about it, please tell us about it so that we can watch it. The more and obscure, talk the about better. It. Yeah, Please. someday we'll have to. Someday we will have to do the movie that I got Donnie for his birthday. I don't even remember what it's called. Was it called Crump? No, it's called Crawl. <laughs> Crawl. Someday we'll have to do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this uh. And and as always, please tell your stupid fucking friends about our stupid fucking show. Thank I, you. I would so say much. that I would say that you also got me. Uh, I'm not there, which everyone should watch. It's a very good movie about Bob Dylan. It is, and we should also do that for the podcast. Yes. Also, Todd Haynes has a new movie coming out, and it looks fucking awesome. And it's called Dark Water, and I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. Good times. So, <laughs> so uh, with all of that, uh, hail Satan and watch movies. Throw up the horns. And <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a lovely day or night whenever you're listening to this. I don't know. Uh, Goodbye. Whoop, whoop. <sighs>